it's six o'clock in the morning, and my friends, it's time to get your spiritual breakfast. Praise God. How about some steak and eggs for breakfast today from the Word of God? We're going to be in Mark chapter 16, verse 1, and let's talk today about walking into your miracle. Praise God. Turn with me to Mark chapter 16, verse 1, and let's begin today in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. This is the day that you have made. Hallelujah. We're going to be glad. We're going to rejoice in you, O God, all day long. We thank you, Father, you've given us principles in your word to step into miracles that would seem impossible. So, O God, help us to apply what we see in the scriptures. Help us to apply it in our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. And I really do believe that today you can find an area of your life. I don't think it'll even be hard to do. I I think it'll be easy to find an area in your life you can plug this message into today. Because I think sometimes when we look at miracles, we see them as being, I don't know, maybe almost like there's a wall sometimes that would prevent us from moving into it. Whereas in reality, so often miracles are, we could even say they are walked into step by step. And that's literally what happened here in this chapter. Let's take a look at it. Mark 16, verse one. Now, when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Salome bought spices that they might come and anoint him. So the ladies have gotten up early. They're ready for some morning glory. Hallelujah. They're about to have quite a morning. All right. And they're getting up early that they might anoint the Lord's dead body that has been placed in the tomb. They've got all their spices. And I'm sure that, you know, they were preparing before this. Now they've got to take a break on the Sabbath. Uh, They, they are Orthodox. They're not going to be working. And so uh, they have picked it up now that the Sabbath is over and they are ready to step into this act. But, you know, even though they had to back off, they already had the preparations ready. So it's early in the morning. They just grab everything that's ready to go. And they're on the way to the tomb. Verse two, very early in the morning on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. Praise God. I think that even over the Sabbath, that they had been thinking about this. See, it says when the Sabbath was passed, I think even still during the Sabbath, this was probably on the minds of those who, uh, you know, you just have to plan out your itinerary. If you want to go somewhere, you have to think about how are we going to get there? We're going to fly. We're going to drive or we're going to walk. Well, in this case, of course, they're, they're going to walk. But already I would have to think on their mind is this predominant question which is going to be brought up. And this is like addressing the situation of the elephant in the room that we don't want to talk about, but we're going to have to bring it up. And that's what they are now going to do. Very early in the morning, they're up, they're walking, they're heading towards the tomb. Verse three, and they said among themselves, now they're saying this in the morning, discussing it in the morning. I have a feeling that even though they were resting on the Sabbath, This was probably going through their minds, even on their rest day. Hmm. I wonder how this is going to work out. Here's what they were thinking about. Who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? 
Well, you know, they are doing their part. They are walking literally to the tomb. But you can't help but think, you know, what's going to happen when we get there? We have an impassable situation. We cannot pass through. There's a there's a stone. We, we can't go into the tomb and do what we want to do. We can't anoint the Lord's body. And, you know, I think they probably had thought about this over the Sabbath. You know, what are we going to do with this problem of the stone? Now they're walking. And we have a real world that we live in where we have to address situations logically, analytically, but we don't let it, you know, uh, shut our faith down. You're going to have to use your faith, and that's what is going on here. Very clearly, it's what's going on. Who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? Praise the Lord. Now, I need to talk a little bit about how many Christians behave opposite of Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome. Outside of those three ladies who give a great example of faith, this on the opposite end of the spectrum is what a lot of Christians do, not just a few. This is what a lot do. They would get up in the morning and they would say, you know what? It's real, it's real early in the morning. And although we've got our spices ready and although we have a good intention and would like to do a good deed of going to the tomb and anointing the Lord's body, you know what? There's a stone there and you know what? There's no use even going. I tell you what, we might as well just stay in the bed. We even of all three of us together pushed. We couldn't get that stone moved. You know what? We just, we don't need to do, go through all this effort when there's, when nothing's going to happen anyhow. And so because of that, that way of thinking, people never step out and walk into a miracle. Miracles can come suddenly, explosively. Uh, and they can come in, in some fashion out of the blue, but other times, and I would even say the majority of the times, a miracle is actually walked into. They literally walked into a miracle. They're walking towards the tomb, knowing that there's something there that's beyond their ability to um, remove so that their journey might come to complete fruition. Well, it's going to be fulfilled in a way that they never thought. It's going to be above and beyond that which they could have dared to ask, imagine, or even think. But my friends, you've got to have the walk of faith active in your life. You cannot just sit back and say, well, it's impossible. Therefore, why should we even try? I'll tell you why you should try. When you walk by faith and move forward by faith, you'll see that God will work out the situation of the stone if he has to send an angel and move the stone, by the way, which is what happened, he'll do it. But my friends, you've got to get up and go. You can't just sit around and say, I don't qualify. I, I don't have this. I don't have that. That's not the, that's not the thing. The thing is that you have to go. It's much like the children of Israel when God told them to possess the promised land and even went so far to tell them, I've already given you the land. Now, somebody could have stood back as an Israelite and say, well, what do you mean you've already given it to us? Doesn't look like you've given it to me. Well, look at all the, look at all the Gergeshites living there. And look at the Amorites. They're still there too. What do you mean you've given us the land? You, you need to come into friendship with God. See, Abraham was a friend with God. You'll never really get close to God as a friend if you don't understand faith. You've got to be able to step out in faith. 
and move, even if it looks like your journey uh, cannot be completed. You're still going to have to go. Look, there's people that they'll never, they'll never apply to buy a home because they feel like, well, Pastor Stephen, why should I even try? I don't have the down payment money. Maybe I should just be direct and tell you today that the issue is not your down payment. Oh, yes, it is, Pastor Stephen. You've got to have a down payment, 20% to get a home, and I don't even have 1%. What's the use of looking? And so they shut down, and they watch this. They live their whole life without owning a home. Mm. Well, when I get to heaven, Pastor Stephen, I'm going to have a little talk with God, and I'm going to straighten him out as to why he didn't bless me with a house. Hmm. <laughs> and look, these three ladies are moving. That's, that's the problem with some of you that are watching me. You don't have any movement. You're stagnant. And any body of water that becomes stagnant, death begins to come in. And what was once maybe something that was beautiful and flourishing now begins to get all kind of algae and mold and, and yucky things growing in it turns into a swamp or turns into something that you really want, wouldn't want to swim in. It doesn't really have the life quality of something that has the movement. Glory to God. You're going to have to move forward. I think, I really do think that to not have any kind of faith project to just say, I'm saved. I use my faith for salvation. I even used it a little bit further. Pastor Stephen, I got filled with the Holy Spirit and I speak in tongues. Watch me, Pastor Stephen. You know, blah, blah, blah. On and on we go. I'm not mocking that, not making fun of that. But that's a point where a lot of people, they're like, okay, I've used my faith. Now I'm done with it. Put it over here on the shelf. I'm saved. I got my ticket stamped. I'm going to heaven. I even talk in tongues. Praise God. And all that cool stuff. That's good. And then they take their faith and they don't use it anymore. And they can't understand why they are stuck in the mud, stuck in the mud. I really believe, I'm fully convinced that not having some type of faith project, whether it's large, medium, or small, that to not have any kind of active faith project that your faith is involved in, I think it's very, very dangerous. Very, very dangerous for your spiritual well-being. Very, very dangerous for your destiny to be completely uh, unrealized in the eyes of God. And remember, you don't get a retake. There is no reincarnation. Aren't, aren't you glad, by the way? Uh, there is no, let's go around and get a second loop on life. No, it's once and done. My friends, you need to live all out. You need to go for it now. And to not have a faith project is very, very dangerous. It will lead you into a place of boredom. Boredom can lead to depression. And you just, you just think, is this all there is to living? eat, sleep, breathe, and die. Oh, I know I guess I'll go to heaven when I die, but is this all there is to it? It is if you don't use your faith. Yep, that's all there is to it. It gets quite redundant and boring, doesn't it? And it's not a good place for you ever, ever to be. So I, I think it's my responsibility as your pastor to tell you that God is not responsible for your motivation. You are going to have to find something that motivates you to use your faith. And I believe that God can inspire you. I believe that God can give you a vision. God can give you a dream. 
But it's up to you to say, yeah, it's worth engaging. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for that, and I'm going to extend my faith, stop sitting over here on the fence and trying to play it safe all my life, and I'm going to step into something, and I'm going to do something extraordinary. Hallelujah. Oh, it might, it might not make the evening news, but it sure does. It sure does make you happy. And after all, isn't that what it's about? You and God having a good time. You and God doing things together, you and God involved on projects, it's just, it's, it's energizing. And if you're not using your faith for something, you'll find yourself way, way, way back in the back of the pack. And you know, there's not a lot of excitement back there. Praise the Lord. You need to be a person whose faith is vibrant and active, and you have something that you're moving forward to even even if it seems like you can't, you can never reach that in the natural, it's okay. The stone is not the problem. The stone rolled against the tomb that would weigh, uh, you know, a ton or a ton and a half, you know, 3,000 pounds. That's not the issue. Your, your inability to qualify for uh, a loan, that's not the issue. The issue is your lack of movement. It's not walking. Remember, faith is a walk. It says very clearly in the scriptures, the just shall live, live by faith. When it says live by faith, that denotes action, activity. It all, of course, that would be Romans 117. And that, that verse is mentioned at least three or four times in the scriptures. Actually, I, I believe about five times. We also have second Corinthians five, seven, which says we walk. Okay. Motion. Okay, think again, Mary, uh, Mary Magdalene and, and Salome, they're walking. Okay, we walk by faith, not by sight. What is sight referring to? Your external sensory realm. Okay, in other words, we walk by faith, not by what we see, not by what we feel. Pastor Steve, I'm not feeling it. I, I, don't, I don't feel like it's going to work out. What in the world is that? does your, does your feelings have to do with anything? in regards to believing the promises of God. No, you walk by faith, not by sight. You cannot allow the sensory realm or the physical tangibilities of this world to dictate what you believe or what you choose not to believe. Your belief is settled upon the eternal, unshakable principles of God's word. And if you'll use the principles of movement and walking regardless of all the blockages and regardless of all the impossibilities, if, if you'll just keep walking, you'll walk right into a miracle and the impossible will become possible. And sometimes as you're walking and your mind is on the Lord, your mind is on the word. You can't even tell when you cross that line. You can't even tell when you move from the natural into the supernatural, but it doesn't matter because when it's manifested, and you, you know, you realize, wait a minute, it's happened. You know what? It, it, it's how did that happen? You just walked your way into it. Glory to God. But a lot of people, they'll just think about the stone. Pastor Stephen can't move the stone. No use even trying. No, that, that is unacceptable in the eyes of the Lord. And you don't need to hang around with people that have that type of a mentality. Even if they're Christians, your friends, your, your, your sphere of influence needs to be those that will pull you up 
that will say all things are possible to him who believes. And when you have a plan from God, when you have a vision from God, a destiny from God, you need to be surrounded by those who are walking, those who are having movement, not those who are the professional armchair critics. And there's quite a few of them even in the church. <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the, um, that's the awfulness of social media. People can get on there and criticize, but they get on there in social media. They tweet or make posts on Facebook or make posts on, you know, YouTube. And, and they, they make these posts, that, that comment section, but you can't see who they are because they don't want you to see who they are. Why? Because they're total failures in life. They have nothing to show. And if you actually looked at their life and examined them, you would have a million things you could critique, but they're going to sit there never having accomplished anything. And they'll say, Oh, it can't be done. And they'll, they'll laugh at you and they'll make fun of you. But look, look what they've done. Nothing, a big fat zero. So don't even be concerned about any things that uh, those type of people say, just shut it all off. Keep walking. Now it is okay to realize that we are going to need God's help. It is okay to realize that there must be divine intervention. Oh, absolutely. And I think we need to lean on the Lord and trust him and let him know, Lord, without you, it cannot happen. But we do trust the Lord. We do believe in the Lord. We walk with the Lord. And in that res respect, it is okay to say things like they did, such as who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us. But notice they didn't stop walking and sit down and say, yeah, you're right. Ladies, ladies, I'm calling a conference right now. Let's all gather together. All three of, of us delegates, let's sit down, each, each one of us on a stone, and let's really talk about the impossibility of this. And um, we might as well stop walking because that stone's still there. And th this, is, this is vanity. Yep, we might as well shut it down. After all, maybe we got all emotional and got all worked up. No, don't stop walking. You can, you can realize, yes, we, we're going to need a breakthrough in order to get where we need to go. We're going to need some help. We're going to need some, we're going to need some power here, but that's, that's God's job. Your job is to walk. Hallelujah. And since God's going to do it, and since you're on the right path, you might as well enjoy your walk. Mm -hmm. Keep moving. I need to really say that to some of you today. Keep moving. Don't camp out. Don't just start, you know, looking at all the reasons why you can't. No, don't do that. Keep moving. Mm, keep moving. We walk by faith not by sight. Some of you have shut down because of sight. You're examining all the reasons why you can't. And you say this, I, I can't do this, Pastor Stephen. Well, why? Have you checked into it? Well, no, there's no reason even to check. Well, you haven't even checked to see? Well, no, because it won't even work out. Ah, look, you've got to do all you can in the natural. You've got to do all you can. And if you're denied, go knock on another door. And if they say no, go knock on another door. Because there is a way. There is a way. Absolutely. You can get this done. You can accomplish what God has called you to do. You can see the fulfillment of what it is you're supposed to step into. You're supposed to go into the promised land. You can do it. But it will never happen if you just stop your movement. You've got to keep walking keep walking. And here's the easy thing about it. All it is, is one step at a time, one day at a time, one foot 
in front of the other. Just keep doing that. Just keep doing that. And the next thing you know, you'll be there. And it's very, very happy moment when you're there. Well, you'll see that these ladies were greatly rewarded for having persevered in faith, for having kept up the walk of faith. This is a literal walk of faith. And they're getting some good exercise too. But they they were rewarded. Verse 4. Let me end with verse 3, the end of that verse. Who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? Verse 4. But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, for it was very large. Well, somebody rolled the stone away for them. That's not their responsibility to roll the stone away. Their responsibility is to keep walking so that they can do what God has called them to do. And that's your responsibility. God will do the miracle, but the miracle will never happen if you stop walking. That's why today there's something you need to do today to move your project forward. Whether it's a phone call, whether it's an email, whether it's knock on another door, whether it's do some more research, but there is something that you can do today to move your God project forward. There needs to be movement, movement, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Verse four, when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away for it was very large and entering the tomb. They saw a young man clothed in a long white robe sitting on the right side and they were alarmed. But he said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him as he said to you. They would have missed. They would have missed all of that had they not kept walking. Glory to God. I'm concerned for some of you. I really am. I'm praying for you. I'm concerned for some of you that you could miss the glorious inheritance. It's, it's better than actually what you think. You can miss the, glory in, the glorious inheritance that God has for you if you stop. It's very, very dangerous uh, to stop, shut down. Don't do that. Get your motivation back. Get your fire back and keep walking. I really believe you're very close. Just need to walk a little bit more and you're going to be there and you'll see that God will do something in your life. And it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me one bit if he sends an angel behind the scenes to go and help and cause things to supernaturally smoothly work out. Well, my friends, I believe you are going to see your Canaan land become a reality, that you're going to possess it. Glory to God. But I want to encourage you today to keep walking into your miracle. Don't walk by sight. Walk by faith walk by faith. There's a point you really are going to need to tune some things out. Anything with a negative tune, tune it out. Glory to God. Stay in faith, stay uplifted, and you'll walk all the way into your miracle. And the next thing you know, you've made history. You're, I mean, that's what happened. They're, they're in the Word of God for all eternity. Because why? They kept on walking. Hallelujah. When it didn't really make any sense logically to keep doing that because the stone was blocking their path. But, you know, they just kept on. Why? They were walking in faith. Something's going to happen to that stone. We don't know what. We don't know how. But we're going to keep on walking. And sure enough, something did happen to the stone.
The stone's not the issue. Your movement is. Heavenly Father, I pray for your people today that there be movement. Movement in the name of Jesus. I release the anointing for a movement. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. Get up and do what you need to do today. But before you do that, let's take communion. So, Father, we thank you. Bless your people with that anointing for movement today in Jesus' name. It's going to happen. Watch. Stone's going to get moved. Watch. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Amen. Let's grab our communion today. And remember, these principles are timeless. In other words, you use it once and it works. Oh, wow, the stone got moved. Yeah. And if you have another project, it'll get moved again, maybe a different way. Most likely it will because God does things with variety. But come back a third time, another project, and you'll find out it'll get moved again too. Stones are never the issue. Our faith is. And our faith is linked to our movement. Faith without works is dead. Hallelujah. So we're putting works to our faith. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. We consecrate it and bless it. This is now the flesh and blood of our Savior. Oh, hallelujah. So, Father, as we receive his body, we thank you for movement, 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 movement. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, for movement today. Show us what to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive. Praise the Lord. Right now, the Holy Spirit is identifying your faith project for this season in your life. Don't try to jump on a faith project that's not until 10 years later. You're, you're expending energy that you don't need to do. There's something right now in this season of your life right now, God's wanting to manifest. Okay, spiritual antennas up. The Holy Spirit is helping you to lock in. Glory to the Lord. Amen. Movement on that project. Movement on that project. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. As we drink it, we thank you for forgiveness of sins and cleansing from all unrighteousness. We thank you, Father God, hallelujah, for your protection, your shield of protection all around about us. We thank you, Father God, for vision, for activity in our life, and for purpose in our life as directed individually to each person by the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive the blood of Jesus. Praise God. It says in the Word of God that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. I believe that God's Canaan land for you is predetermined. Now, go take the steps to walk into it. Do what God has called you to do, and you'll find out. He'll move the stone for you. Thanks for watching. I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.